take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. Welcome back to another episode of Couples Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. Hi, I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean, and this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Please check us out online on our Facebook page and Instagram at Couple Synergy or our website, couplesynergy.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for over 20 years. You know, everyone says you should work on your relationship but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of with the partner they fell in love with. On today's episode, we welcome S.T. Rappaport. She is a relationship photographer and host of the Life Picks Relationship Podcast. Hi, S.T. How are you doing? Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be doing this. Yeah. Thanks for being on our podcast today. So maybe, you know, before we get into relationship photography, which is very interesting, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? How old are you? And, you know, obviously, what do you do for a living? Okay, so I'm really little. I'm 22. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I do relationship photography. And I do that. And I also do um, something called Feuerstein which works on one works more on the emotional part of the brain. One's one's more works more on the cognitive part of the brain to really go and both help, help people in all situations to really go and improve their relationship to improve their marriage. That's awesome. Well, what is relationship photography? I I think that's the first time I've ever heard that term before. Yeah. It's a term I coined. So (laughs) (laughs) you won't really find that anywhere else. Um, So it's where I take pictures of couples in their ultimate state of love and connection, like the dreamy thing they always wish they had, like when they're imagining and fantasizing what their relationship would look like exactly like that in real life. So go take a photo shoot outdoors or in the place of their choice and they go and be themselves they go and get very close and touchy the way they usually do and they let the energy go and connect with each other through like their eye contact and things like that and then afterwards they take their favorite picture to hang up on the wall like a vision board so what happens is they get to remember this moment that they had even if it was just for a couple of minutes even just a second to snap the picture to on their wall that they could see every time, whether they had a good day, whether they just got out of a massive fight to know this is the direction that I'm heading in. This is what I want. Now, some couples, we go even further and we go and use non-dominant hand journaling and arts to really go and understand how you can go and get there. So how did you get into this kind of work? Okay. So I always loved photography I've been doing photography since I was like a kid. Like I got paid for it since I was like 12 in college. I rented a studio to go and do it for people. And while I was doing it, I realized that my 
favorite part of photography is the emotion connect, like the connection that was going on there. Like I never liked modeling, not because the pictures aren't stunning, but because it just gives a very different vibe. I like the natural. So like, then I went into lifestyle photography, like the energy of things and the emotions. I was like, okay, the strongest emotions are coming out in couples. And I was like, that's what I'm going to do. Say no to everyone else and just specialize in couples doing relationship photography. And that's how it started. People thought I was like crazy. Like, what do you mean you're turning turning down all your clients and you're just taking couples? I was like, you know what? The ones that are coming for me for couples are going to come to me because I'm going to be best at that. And so I did a couples photography. That's what I've been doing. And I, as of doing it, and they were, the vision boards came from that because like right away I was able to see what happened from there and I wanted to do something else to help the couples because like I said vision boards are cool but they don't really solve your problems so then I was looking for something else to see like what else can I do to help the couples that I'm dealing with and there was this lady that came to stay by us for a couple of days and she did this thing called CJA and Oh, she's like telling me like you write with your non-dominant hand and then like you get the answer that you're looking for. You could understand the other person. And I was like, okay, that's really cool. Like now you don't have like problems anymore. Not you don't have problems, but you know how to deal with your problems. And so I was like, let me see if this really works. So I went to take some sessions by her privately. Um, then even then, like it was like years before she, before COVID and stuff, people who were far, far away, she did it over Zoom. And I was like, no, I'm coming to in person. I drive two hours each way to like get the whole thing. And I, it like literally hit me from the first session. Like I just like cried and you get like straight to your emotions right away. Um, and then after that, I was like, okay, I'm going to learn this. And I learned it and tweaked it for my clients. And that's what I do. That's really awesome. You know, we were, uh, when we got married in 1998, this was kind of before people did the fancy, um, engagement photos and even the more artistic wedding photos and videos. And so most of our pictures are like a backdrop posed, you know, like prom day and stiff and formal. And we never really understood the value or the benefit of that, except for it's nice to have a nice picture of yourself. And, and then last year we were, we had to go do some things for our company to uh, promote our couple synergy weekend. And so we went to the place where we were having it and we brought this photographer with, and we got to have that experience of not, not those formal stand in front of a screen, say cheese kind of pictures, but like we were really coached into how to do things. And so this is with uh Myra Choa photography, because we're in Illinois, we're not by you. And it was amazing. And it was the first time ever that we got pictures back that I actually liked. Usually the pictures were so, because, you know, you don't see yourself like head on like that, like you're looking in a mirror. It's a weird way to look. But what I was really surprised about was how intimate the experience was that we spent at least an hour, probably, probably two to three hours of just, she's, she'd be like, touch foreheads, look over your shoulder, put your nose here, kiss and smile, kiss, pull away, smile, you know, and all those kind of things that led to these photos that did capture that emotion that you're talking about. And so I do think, you know, you said you coined that term 
that uh, relationship photography. And I think that is an elevated thing that is in your field, a new, a new thing that is happening. And it really is something we love to promote to couples to get more face-to-face time. Absolutely. The only time that we've ever had an experience where we were having pictures taken of us was on our wedding day. And that was what, 24 years mm-hmm. ago or so now. And, and so to have that kind of intimate experience you know, is, as Jean said, we, we recommend the couple for the couples that we work with to one, take ballroom dancing lessons and two, to go have a photo shoot done. And, and so I imagine that, you know, when you are, you decided you were going to specialize in working with just couples and taking pictures of, it's very different than, you know, the family photos that you see couples do, right? Every year they go out and they get their family photos done out in the, field or something like that. So maybe you can talk a little bit about how that is different, right? How bringing couples, and it's not just couples for engagement photos, right? I would imagine. No, actually I don't like, I'll do once in a while engagement photos, but usually not. No, it's usually people who are already married, married three years, seven years, 20 years. And they're like, okay, it's a major difference while you were talking is actually thinking about like the only other time people go and take pictures is Family photos, like you said, they go every year. But the thing is with family photos, they're all nice. I'm all for them. I do them for quite some time also. But they're focused much more on the kids and on you as a group. Even if you end up taking some couple pictures, because like that's what you're going to end up doing. There's like the kids are flying and there's dog barking. And you have like, (laughs) it's not so much like just you and your partner focused now in the moment really having that intimate connection that you could have in a couple photo shoot i i think that's amazing you know because when you're just looking at you know capturing your relationship when you are engaged or when you get married your relationship is going to constantly evolve over time right and it's going to constantly change and that connection has to be updated Right. And so when you're doing those photos five years, seven years, 10 years, 20 years into your relationship, you are reconnecting every single time at a different stage of your relationship. And I don't think that couples truly understand the 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 greater purpose in in doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And besides for the actual moment of your your relationship is different at different times, different over the years, it changes. It's you see it in the picture so much and you could go back to it. Like someone recently sent me a picture of like, she came to me three for like three times. Their couple came three times in a row, about a year and a half between each space. And the pictures are different. Their relationship has changed. The dynamics are changed. And it's not that one picture is one picture is better than other, except for the fact that I became a better photographer over those years, which I was like, at least for that, but their connection and their emotions are different there it's it's incredible to see you have the moment of the actual photo shoot and you have the fact of being able to always go and look back at it mm-hmm. what are some of the reasons couples come to you to do this so there could be a few reasons some couples just like to have fun we do some crazy things sometimes like jumping off cars and climbing trees you know like very adventurous and and very much the style of the couple depending what they want so some people like they do it like for a date night type of thing it's a it's a fun activity to do some people come because 
they have a therapist. Some therapists recommend their clients to me. They're like, hey, do this. I do coaching also. So they're not like not stopping instead of therapy, but as a great addition. And some people, they just, they like their relationship and they want to do something more for it. So just like someone would take a marriage course or read a book about marriage, they come and do um, a few sessions with me to really go and make their relationship better. So they have that awareness that this is a, a tool that they can use to improve their relationship. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. You know, another interesting aspect of this is, you know, the way that uh, we are physiologically, right? So if you have a look on your face like this and it's going to convey, like if we weren't being videoed, you would be able to tell versus if I do this and now we're talking and I have a smile on my face and it feels different. And a lot of times, even if we're recording without video, you know, I'll sit there for a little bit and just smile and it, it physiologically changes you. It releases chemicals and it, uh, it activates different parts of your brain and your emotions. And yeah, I think that was something I was aware of when we were doing the photo shoot is, you know, just, you know, looking into your partner's eyes and like beaming or attempting to beam also makes you feel that way inside. Yeah. Yeah. It really changes. Like you said, the chemicals in your body and the whole dynamics. And then when the one partner is trying to get the other partner, like sometimes let's say the wife will be really stressed and the husband goes, that makes her laugh. Depends on the dynamics. Sometimes they're like, the husband is not interested in this and his wife forced him to come and do this. So it's different to see like how you could go and, and interact with your partner to really go and, and bring out those emotions. So they're not just like tempting they actually go and become real and and you could like tell the difference between like when the fake smile is fake and that that moment where it becomes like a real a real smile the other thing i think would be part of the healing event of this would be your connection to your body right and so those pictures ray was showing of us it was 100 degrees out <laughs> we were on a beach in like near lake michigan in michigan and we were sweating. Our dog was with us that you see our dog in that picture. And she was miserable. She didn't like the sand. It was really hot out. And, you know, you're so used to seeing images of specific body types. And I always find it a little sad throughout the years that I think back to what I looked like in my 20s, in my 30s. I'm in my 50s now. And back then you think, Ooh, this or that about your body. And then you look back at a picture and you're like, what was I thinking? I looked great. This is stupid. And like right now in my life at, at I'll, I'll be 55 this year. Congratulations. <laughs> and I'm as, as heavy as I've ever been in my life, but I feel the most beautiful that I ever have. And it has to do with just really learning how to accept yourself. You know, at this stage of my life, it ain't getting better. You know, I'm not gonna, you know, when you're in your thirties, you can like diet and exercise and improve. But you know, now, even if I lose weight, it's still gonna show in wrinkles or something, you know? And so I think there's a freedom in learning to accept yourself. And we don't spend enough time in front of the mirror learning to do that or admiring pictures of ourselves. And so I don't know how that experience was for you. And things that you think about your body, but I found it really empowering. Well, uh, for me, I mean, there's, I don't get as, as self-conscious about 
pictures, you know, and so I will, I, I just, I just took direction really. I was just just being told what to do or how to look and and you know that that in of itself was a learning experience because I don't really know you don't really you're not really aware of how your facial expressions come across on camera right and so when a photographer is telling you you know you need to you know just kind of smile a little bit more or show a little more teeth or um, look, turn your head, turn your head way. a different way, yeah. leaning in things like that. It it comes across very differently on, on, in pictures than it does in real life. And so that, that kind of difference was very noticeable for me. Yeah. 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 You, you see yourself from a different perspective, from a different way. You learn more about yourself, how you view things. And I think whether you love the way you look or you don't love the way you look, like our clients range in ages, then it's interesting to see how they always like find something like, even if I don't love my body, I like myself from this perspective. When I'm in this position, when I, he's holding me this way, when I'm doing, there's no like just one, okay, I'm horrible. I'm done. I'm finished. You're beautiful. And you just have to go and find it and go and really bring it out. Especially if the person who loves you most in the world is looking at you like they love you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that, yeah. That helps, right? <laughs> you know, I was just thinking back to pictures that we've used in our in our business in the past. And they're always like this. We're both looking at the camera. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you're doing something like this, but yeah. it's like. It's like portrait. Yeah. Right? yeah. And it's not us looking at each other. It's right. not that connection. And you know, like 85% of communication is nonverbal. And so there's not that element that you're trying to get is the connection between two people. You're just trying to take a formal picture of two people. And it was never a lovely experience for me. And I don't think I ever really had the words to describe that. And then I'd always do something really dumb, like go buy something I've never worn before that didn't <laughs> feel like me at all, you know, or try a new makeup or something like that. Right. And then you're like, Oh, I just look so weird. I don't look like myself. And so, you know, to that effect, I think it's very important for the photographer to be able to have that personal connection. Right. Because, you know, it's not just about snapping those pictures. It's about, attending to the, the, the personalities of, of people that you're working with, right? And if someone is a little bit more self-conscious, it's working with them to help them loosen up and become more comfortable in front of the camera, right? So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of coaching that is necessary, I would imagine. Yeah. Any good photographer will tell you that in order to have, to get the pictures that you're looking for is you need to have that that connection with the people that you're taking pictures of. And that's why no matter who, no matter what, I will always meet with my clients before the actual photo shoot, um, preparing, talking, deciding what they want and couples who are doing the non-dominant hand things. We have quite a few sessions to really go and prepare that. And you come much more relaxed. You come much more free. You're able to open, you're able to express yourself. And you can't just do that when you're like, okay, sit in front of this camera, take a picture, well, that just doesn't work. Yeah, we've had that experience before. <laughs> so let's talk more about the non-dominant hand exercise that you that you learned. And okay, so a little bit of science. Would you like some? Sure. Oh, okay. Always into science. Um, we know that the dominant hand is your hand that's in, is your hand that you write with. Okay, for the 
conversation of this top for the point of this conversation um, when I say dominant hand it's the hand that you're using to write with okay so even if you use both your hands you most people have just one hand that they write with that is the hand that is connected to the logic think when you're writing right you're formulating what your words are and you're writing logically okay now when you write with your non-dominant hand that part is connected to your subconscious it's connected to your limbic system it's connected to where all your emotions are stored where your memories connected to emotions are stored when you write or do something with your non-dominant hand you are going directly into your emotions aspect of whatever it is like literally like going through the front through the back door like I like to explain it like this when you the limbic system is in between both parts of your brain like it goes over it's like in the core going over both parts and your dominant hand when you're writing you have to think you're you have a million messages that are coming to you You everything that your parent ever said to you everything that you learned in school social media therapist everyone anything else is like building those walls in front of you and you can't access it when you write with your non-dominant hand and you write without thinking you're going through the back from the other side no walls and you go straight in to access exactly the part that you the information that you're looking for because we really have all our information inside us we just have to go and access it now with that knowledge you could do a million things to go and overcome your challenges figure out what you want express your emotions etc that's very interesting that concept and we we talk about journaling with our clients and that when we grow up and we're going through school, we're taught to censor our words. But when it comes to writing, we're encouraged to be more expressive, right? Writing short, short stories or writing poem, you know, poems. And so when you're journaling, you have much more access to thoughts that are not censored. So now it's just taking it another step and using the non-dominant hand to really kind of release any of those blockages you know, for everything to, to have this free flow expression. Yeah, exactly. Now it's going to be ugly. It's going to look like a three-year-old wrote it totally fine. You're not caring about spelling. You're not caring about grammar. You're just writing what you need to write. And you know what, if you write something that you're going to want to remember, and you think you won't be able to re- remember it in five minutes because it's so messy and you won't be able to reread it, then rewrite it with your dominant hand. So you'll have it, but you're really, really just doing this to let it out, to get rid of anything that's, that's in your way. Now you could take this one step further by using both sides of your brain, by asking the questions, thinking logically with your dominant hand and answer without thinking with your non-dominant hand that way you're going back and Mm -hmm. forth between both sides of your brain that's fascinating and do you give like prompting questions or do you have them just sort of free write so for sure there's like tons of prompting questions based on what you're doing i'll give you an an exercise that you listeners could go and do like right away whether they're doing photography or not this is a great thing for any challenge that you're having what you'll want to start is by drawing a picture it doesn't have to be beautiful it could be just stick figures it's not hanging up but going on your wall right just draw a picture of the challenging situation that you're having. So whether it's a fight with your partner or you don't know if you should leave your job or you should move or whatever it is, anything that's challenging could be small. It could be big. Draw a picture of it with your non-dominant hand. Okay. Now you are going to have a conversation between your two hands, which is really a conversation between your logic and your emotions. All right. So 
it goes question, answer, question, answer. So the first question you're writing with your dominant hand, who are you? Now you're not talking to yourself. You're talking to the picture. So I am the fight I had with my husband or whatever it is, right? Who are you? Answer that question without thinking. The next question is, how do you feel? Again, you're asking the picture. I feel abandoned. I feel her. I feel angry. Whatever comes out, let it just come out. Next question. Why do you feel this way? That way we're like getting to really understand. And then the last question is, what can I do to help you? This way you're really moving forward and you're not staying in your problem. How can I go and solve this? So those are like basic questions. You'll probably have more questions that come up because based on your answers, you're going to like want to understand more. What else should I do? Or what should I do about this? And you just go and you continue the dialogue and you write what you want. Questions with your dominant answer with your non-dominant do you ever combine the photos that you take with couples with the writing with the non-dominant hands so that they have their pictures that have been taking and taken and now they kind of write about it or whatever's brought up for them? Exactly. So we actually first do some writing before the photo shoot to get really clear on what they want in their photo shoot. Hmm. Like what are the emotions they want to express, how they want their relationship to look like. And then after the photo shoot, we do a couple of things. First of all, we just like reflect on the photo shoot, what that was, how else they could bring that in their relationship. Um, Another thing we do is we look at this actual picture. Okay. Not just from the experience, but like from this specific picture that they're choosing to use as their vision board. And they're having that picture. So we'll talk to them and just tell them what they can do to go and have more about it. They just let their non-dominant hand write for this picture. Um, then if they have questions, they go and they ask the picture more questions. So like, what about this? And what about that? And what's really cool is later on, it could be five months. It could be 10 years later. They could go back to the picture and ask for that specific situation. So really you're not speaking to the picture, you're speaking to like that emotions that were brought up in that time. Right. But w- specifically for this situation, how can I go and solve it knowing what I really want in my relationship. That's really awesome. And I, and I think another layer of this that you're creating is uh, you're setting trigger point for someone, an emotional trigger point and creating a symbolic representation mm. of that intention so that every time they see that photo, it's going to reactivate all of that emotion and, and all of the, the, the memories associated with that event which is an older event than, than whatever the person is today. Yeah. Yeah. That's really awesome. Very, very cool. Yeah. Really like an anchor that brings it back to them. And even if it's just like hanging up in their living room or in their bedroom and you know, like when you have a picture so often, you don't like see it anymore until like someone new comes to your house. I'm like, Hey, that's a pretty picture. And you notice it, but your subconscious sees it and it goes into your brain and it Mm -hmm. helps you go and find more ways for you to go and do that. Like I've had couples tell me that they did something like at the photo shoot, either I prompt them to it, or they just like fell and did like a certain position that they didn't think like they never really did before. And they ended up finding themselves do it more and more times after that, because that's what their brain saw. And that's what their brain enjoyed. And they wanted more of it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's fantastic. It's kind yeah. of like you, uh, you're creating what, what you want more of. Literally, like, that is what it is. Yeah. How long does a photo shoot last? Or how long should couples you know, kind of dedicate as far as time and energy to a photo shoot. And then also on top of that, the journaling with your non-dominant hand for uh, for a vision board. 
Yeah. Can I just like, before I answer your question, you don't, if you have a picture, like you, you guys already took pictures, right. Or from something else that you have a picture and you don't have to like, wait to go get a photo shoot. You could like sit down with those pictures and journal about them today. Just like putting that out there. If you don't have access to a photographer COVID or stuff like that, go and do that also. So with the actual photo shoot, I don't usually recommend more than like 45 minutes, an hour for actual photo shoot because you get very tired from it. It's very, it's very fulfilling and it's, and it's very exciting, but it takes a lot of energy. Like you're really tired afterwards. Um, that's why I love the fact that the golden hours, like in the end of the day. So like take great time pictures at that time. And it's like, okay, you're, you don't have your whole day of work afterwards. Um, so that's for the actual photo shoot. And obviously there's prep before, right? Like I said, I meet my clients before you want to decide what clothing you want to wear. That is you. Okay. Like clients always ask me like, what should I wear? What type of thing? I'm like, what do you, what represents you the most? What represents your relationship the most? What do you connect with the most? You don't want to put on a dress or a suit that like, you're just going to feel stiff in and like the whole photo shoot, you're not going to feel comfortable because this is not you. Um, so there's like all prep like that. Um, and then, there's the journaling afterwards depends how much time you want to go and journal. You could Yeah. I think we brought like 10 different outfits, <laughs> <laughs> but we had a different agenda. Right. Yeah. And when we, it's we for business, on... it's like you have to. Yeah. 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 And we took pictures of both, both golden hours. <laughs> <laughs> the morning and the night. You did it one full day. Is that how you did it? Uh, oh yeah. We several were doing days. Actually, lots of yeah. stuff, videos and all sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's very tiring. <laughs> it takes a lot of energy out of you. Yeah. You know, one of the things that we talk about a lot is um, this system of emotional vulnerability. And in, and it's like a bullseye. And in the center of the bullseye is is where the couple is completely intimate. You know, that's, we use the analogy of, you know, you start with a hat and gloves, coat, winter winter coat, boots. And then all the way in the center is like being naked. And as, as a couple moves through those stages, it, it obviously funnels. You have your casual friends and then maybe, you know, your acquaintances, your family, your, your kids. And, and then the last few stages is just the couple. And it's like, you're going in to witness those, that level of, you know, when, when a couple is, there's not a lot of people unfortunately that are going out in public and gazing at each other and making out in public but it's like a really cool thing that you're capturing those moments of intimacy that are they're kind of private and so we don't get that kind of reflection so you might reflect something to me or I might reflect something to you but to have a, a third to capture it yeah to capture that yeah. reflection that's yeah. really cool yeah some people have a challenge with it they're like but what are you doing in my private space like I don't want you here and I don't think and so you have to work with those clients I'm not here at all to invade anyone who doesn't want to do like always say you're doing what's comfortable with you and taking it as far as you're comfortable with and if I need to sometimes especially like it happens like one spouse will be more like if they're both not they usually just won't come but like sometimes like one of them will be like that and I'll be like I'll start further out with pictures from like more back. So they're just like giving them time to warm up and coming closer as they get more and more comfortable. It's a thing that's really important to us is for couples to understand that, you know, we go through a developmental process 
as a human being, as an individual person, uh, your physiological body goes through that. And, you know, we kind of think that, you know, we're born and we're babies and then we get grown to our level of height and then that's it. We stop. It is absolutely not the case. Our brains constantly, um, developing and expanding. And it's, it's like when you're a little kid and you're playing at the, at the park and some kid steals your toy or something and you have this big meltdown. And then five minutes later, you're playing with that kid again. You don't do that when you're 40, when you're 40 and someone like bothers you, you're like, Whoa. you know, it's like, and you think about it and it's not five minutes and it's so much more drama. And, and that's because our brain just keeps wiring and wiring and wiring and, and, so much more complex dimensions. And so a couple in a relationship, who they are in the beginning on their wedding day, that evolves through having children and buying homes and, and travel and life experiences and aging and all sorts of stuff. And that would be a really cool thing to document since you're starting in the beginning, which is great. So we could have this conversation in 20 years and then you'd be like, darn, why didn't I do that? But now we have it. I so. don't even want to know how old we're going to be. <laughs> yeah, but now that you have this experience with pictures, I'm sure you'll be taking many more of them and you'll be able to experience and have that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The next 20 years. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, it really does depend on, you know, having that right photographer that understands that energy and dynamic between a couple, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's not unlike finding the right uh, provider, per the relationship coach or therapist to work with your relationship. You know, they have to be able to join in and be able to help you understand the, those relationship dynamics. And if they can't, they're not able to capture it or help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of my clients, they've went to other people to to have their pictures taken as a couple and they're like, yeah, they're just like not romantic enough. They felt really stiff. Things weren't happening. And I was like, yeah, that's why I specialize in it. And I told them no to everyone else. <laughs> it's interesting too, because in our field, you know, there's not really training and working with couples across the board. I think it's just the the needs of a couple has just been evolving so rapidly over the years that there isn't a lot of systematic ways to train people and they'll go to other therapists and be like, yeah, you know, they're teaching us this really dry stuff that is robotic and not really human. And we're always like, yeah, couples fight and here's what you do. And here's how you repair and all the other stuff that, that takes into account all those dynamics. So like on our weekend, um, our weekend intensive, they're doing all sorts of things. Like you're talking about, like, that would access through the back of the brain kind of stuff that they, they don't have the time or space in their life to do that. And so when they're on the weekend, we eliminate all the distractions so they can sit in that space. And the human brain is designed to do that. If you think about a couple hundred years ago, only one in every 10 children made it to adulthood. That's a lot of grief. But the lifestyle was, you know, where you went out in the field and picked weeds or you went and you know, did all this mundane physical labor, which is really helpful to us. And now most people's jobs are they just sit, they sit at a computer, they sit and do something and they're they're not, everything that used to take physical uh, labor has been replaced by machines. And so this getting moving and, and not sitting in a studio and 
saying cheese is such a big part of that, which is really awesome. That movement is really incredible. What are some of the your favorite like backgrounds that you look for when you're looking for where you're going to take some pictures? So it really depends on the couple on what style. Like I like the crazier, the better. Um, but <laughs> there's some like parks, like there's one not too far from me that I really like. It has like a lot of trees and a lake that has like some sand and like a bridge. It has like a lot of elements to the park. It's really big. So there's a lot of things. Um, the beach in the summer is stunning. There's this like graffiti place. It's like it's creepy. Like I've heard it from someone else, from someone else. It's like in a forest. It's like, literally it's like marked. It's on a road. And there's like one tree on the side that has like a little graffiti mark. You have to like walk in a path in the forest. And like, there's like a huge graffiti place. There's just like the colors there are just stunning and you could just do some crazy things, but couples have to like be willing to want to go to such places. Um, I usually don't do in such busy places like on Manhattan streets or something because for the experience of what I want them to give of them to just like focus on what they're doing it's much harder for couples although I have done it a couple of times and in a way it's like it's really amazing because like you have all this noise going on around and you're like just focused on you in your in your situation on your partner on what you're doing so different people what they like we go and we find something that makes them happy that's funny when we were doing that photo shoot on the beach there were lots of people there and they were like clapping and cheering they thought we were getting married and (laughs) it was it was hilarious but I think that brought kind of a fun element to it because we're just like what's going on and we just said thank you we we didn't even (laughs) we didn't even refute it I mean obviously we're dressed like in a dress and in clothes everyone else is like swimming right, right. <laughs> so we really stood out <laughs> but yeah I could see that element and how that would be our, our morning shoots nobody was at those at, at the sunrise ones yeah that, it's always much quieter yeah. I personally really like the morning ones but most people are like no I just rolled out of bed I can't do it I'm like <laughs> okay this is one of our morning ones it was like one of my favorite photos there just because you know, we were just laughing together, uh, joking because we were actually heading up to the vineyard from, you know, going, heading up the hill to the vineyard. And she just caught us having this conversation and just that Jean's little laugh there and snicker mm-hmm. was, uh, I just, that's kind of one of my favorites. Yeah. And you can't walk in the grass in shoes like that. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to take off my shoes and I, I love it back like, so natural so yeah. much fun so much emotion going on there you go like screams from the picture yeah, yeah. so st if, if someone were to get in touch with you right but i mean i we didn't actually say where you're at yeah so that would be life picks oh where am i located yeah you're located i'm yeah. located um in new jersey central jersey i go new jersey i'm new york I do travel till COVID hit um, with things changing now, traveling again. So we do also travel. Okay. Okay, great. Yeah. And so then if someone were to want to get a hold of you, yeah, um, then where would they go, contact you? Yeah, they could go to lifepicksrelationships.com and find all the information. And that's picks with P-I-X. P-I-X and relationships with right. an S. With an S. That's awesome. And we'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes and, and definitely check out your podcast. What, what do you talk about on your podcast? 
the podcast is for couples, just like you, couples who really want to understand themselves better, their partners better, and their relationship better. So we get into really like the why of what's going on here instead of just like trying to blame and then tools of how you could actually go and do it. So you're not like, okay, so now I know, but how do I go and deal with this? That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, ST, thank you so much for being on our podcast today. This has been a lot of fun. Well, thank you for having me. I love talking about this. So anytime. (laughs) Maybe one of these days when we're out in New Jersey out there, we'll come for a photo shoot. Yeah, that'd be Oh, yeah. We'll go to the graffiti place. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That sounded very interesting. (laughs) Well, we want to wholeheartedly thank you for joining us today and for all our listeners in Couple Synergy Land. Our passion is in helping couples have happy and healthy relationships. And this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. We hope by listening to this episode today, it was not only beneficial for your life, but also your relationship. For all of you listening, please subscribe to our podcast and please leave us a review. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couples Synergy and our programs such as Relationship 101, the Couples Weekend Intensive, and our premier program called Couple to Couple, look us up online at couplesynergy.com. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening. Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez.